Hello and welcome to another episode of the Cricket and the King podcast, the podcast where Jesus is the answer to everything and we are constantly expanding on that point. I'm your host Ben and today we're going to be talking about trying to take control. Now, this is a topic that comes up often, not only in our own personal lives, you know I say our like I'm talking about everyone here, but let's be real, I'm talking about me, my experiences. I'm self-critical more than I'm critical of y'all. Y'all are under the blood of Jesus, as am I, but, you know, whew, mistakes have been made. So, let's get into this. Trying to take control. You know, dur- during this this particular season of life, I'm going to call it a season, because this too shall pass. Not everybody's going to be locked in their house forever. But, during this season of life, I have noticed that my routines are way out of whack. Man, I've been playing way too many video games, reading way too many books and memes, and oh man, just unbelievable. All of the time wasting I've been trying to do and fill myself with. Granted, I've been able to do a little bit of extra Bible reading, but that does not compare. The scripture to meme ratio is just not where it should be this, these days. But, um, but uh, that's neither here nor there. But during this time, Pretty much all the routines, which my normal routine, if I was to describe it, would be to, you know, get up, get ready for the day, spend time in the Word, go to work, return home, uh, you know, play with my children and so forth and so on, do some sort of leisure activity, uh, hang out with my wife, then work out, then hang out with my wife some more, and then go to sleep and rinse and repeat until the weekend, in which case more leisure activities and church and whatnot. So, you know, that's... We don't think we hold that. We're like, oh, I want to go on an adventure and have all my routines thrown out of whack. But then when your routines do get thrown out of whack, like everybody calls it quits on going to work because, you know, they might get sick. Um, you uh, you kind of, that's not how it goes. It's not that awesome an adventure. Like the first five to ten days, just fantastic. You know, lots of video games. It was a good time. But bearing in on like month one month two oh baby that was that was some disruption a great disturbance in the force if you will and so my wife and i recognized that during this time we were really looking for ways to take control not in the sense that we were looking for ways to take better personal agency of our immediate circumstance but that we were trying to create plans and ideas as to how we were going to do things moving forward. And I guess I well, I already dug myself into a hole where I have to caveat with something else. So the caveat to this is that it's not bad to have plans and it's not bad to uh, plan for the future, you know, uh, be discerning what's going on, trying to make correct decisions. But specifically, when you are walking with the Lord, closely with the Lord, intentionally with the Lord, and not, um, you know, you're not dealing with uh, a, a commitment issue in your own heart and mind, and you have that uh, desire in your heart to follow the Spirit, and you're going forward, like you, many of you, if you've listened to previous podcasts, you've heard my stories of the Lord specifically asking us to come to Campbell River. Uh, or this little, I don't want to dox myself, but like also, come on, who knows? It's Campbell River. It's in the Vancouver Island. It's fine. Um, and so he asked us to be here 
and we uh, we ended up moving here. And since then, he's told us many other things, all of which have come to pass in one form or another. And he's given us particular things we're to participate in and to do and blah, blah, blah. And, um, and, you know, through that, it's obviously just regular boring life, being faithful, doing the dishes, taking care of my children, taking out the garbage, blah, 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 you know, carrying on with regular life stuff. But there has been uh, quite a touch of the divine on my journey. And through this time, you know, God's given us several promises and kind of shown us several things we are to do. But as my routine has been totally flopped during this time, um, my wife and I found ourselves trying to make plans and say, well, we could do this. Well, we should do this. Well, this is how our future should go. And in doing that, it was not, not turning our back on God, but it's, it's bringing your heart from a place of trust into a place of trying to grab control. Now, the best biblical example I have of this, because I always feel like I need to have a biblical example, is that of, um, or is it Abraham? Yeah, Abraham trying to have the two sons. Or wait, is it Abraham? Abraham, Isaac. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. It's definitely Abraham. Okay, so Abraham is he gets this promise from God, like, you're going to have a son and many nations and blah, 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 sand, stars, it's glorious. And then this thing isn't coming to pass. And Abraham's super old. And his wife's like, take my young servant girl. And this is a whole other can of worms, because this is like a real rapey kind of story. It's like, take the servant girl and get her pregnant and it'll be fine. Just gnarly. So he does that. And in trying to take control and fulfill God's promise on his life, he ends up creating what would end up... He creates the young man who would end up creating one of the biggest problems for the people of God, which are the ites, you know? <laughs> the, there's the Amorites and the Canaanites and the blah, blah, blah. Just all the ites, you know? There's lots of problems come from that. And obviously, this is my summary version. If anybody is like a theologian that's real tickety-boo on what happened and how it all panned out, and they're like, they're not just ites, there's many other ones. And I'm like, yeah, I get it. But the ites is a funny term, so we're going to go with that. So it makes all the ites. And then, of course, when the promise is truly fulfilled in its purest sense, and that is by the miracle of God, because Sarah is nine or Sarai, sorry, is 90 years old, and Abram, because he's not Abraham yet, he's still Abram, he, um, he, uh, he's 100, I think, just super old, like, not baby-making age, you know, there's no, there's no need for concern at that age for children, but then it happens, and, uh, yeah, so, so that, that ends up being, that ends up being the, the truest fulfilling of the promise. It ends up being God's actual plan, and that's where all the goodness comes, and you know, and then uh, Abraham has Isaac, and Isaac has Jacob, and Jacob has the 12 sons, which become the 12 tribes of Israel, blah, 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 the covenant, it's so beautiful, oh, tears. Anyway, but we all remember that there's the other son who was born out of, uh, well, Sarai and Abram's desire to take control. It's an Ishmael. It's called birthing an Ishmael. And this is a problem 
I think, in my life particularly. Um, But I think all of us could learn a lesson. I wouldn't put it on the podcast if I didn't think it was worth sharing. That when God gives us things or gives us direction, and then we don't know what's next or how it will come to pass, to try to take control is going to birth the opposite part or the, the, the exact opposite of what God's trying to do in that moment. It is our privilege and it, are our, it is our right to make choices contrary to, to, um, to submitting ourselves to God because, you know, uh, that's where that you can't have love without choice. But when we do that, we are creating some of our own biz- biggest obstacles to overcome. Uh, especially in terms of motive and heart position. Um, you know, that's why it says in the Bible, getting rid of that, it's so important to get rid of that selfish ambition and pride in our hearts, and that can come from trying to take control. When we when we have that desire, it's not bad to want to improve. And again, I should make a distinction between trying to take control and taking personal agency with what you have and what you are given. To be present and responsible in any given moment is the correct stance to take and it is the healthy thing to do. To have control in the sense that you understand your... uh, How do I phrase this? You understand the importance of the choices you make and how they facilitate things happening in your life and then you take responsibility and from there move forward in a positive way, that's good. That's like... That could be formed in into that's a form of taking control, but it's not taking your destiny. You know the things God has promised you, whatever those things may be, great or small, and trying to make them happen for yourself. Trying to take what God said would come to pass, even simple things, like God says that we don't have to worry. Look at the birds; He'll provide for us. And we go, well, that's not good enough. I want to do more. And I'm going to try, you know, especially that's how we fall into sin, you know. I I personally have a conviction not to lie. But uh, in terms of selling stuff, I could, before, I would lie all the time. And that would be a, that would be a, uh, way I would communicate and sell things. And I worked in a restaurant, so I was good at upselling things and kind of scuffing the truth and just schmoozing people. And that's a form of lying. And so, sure, I was making lots of money, but I was walking in sin. So that sin, in the sense, missing the mark, uh, not doing what your created value and purpose is. So we're not made to lie. We're made to tell the truth and the truth will set you free and all that. So in that, I was making money and I was deciding that that was that doing things my way was going to make money my way and be better, but doing things God way and trust God's way. Sorry, pardon. And trusting that in following Him and putting your trust and hope in Him, He will provide. That is that is different. That is that is not trying to take control. You can control your obedience in Christ. That is all you can control. The phrase that I use all the time, I've said it probably a million times and I'll say it a million times more, is doing the best you can with what you have. So not not um, 
not making, not not making choices. Sorry, that's a double negative. That's really hard to get across. But it's not that you aren't making. That's better. It's not that you aren't making choices uh, to better yourself and, um, you know, improve and do well in your day to day life. But it's that your heart position is such that you're open to what God wants to do, and you're open to his leading and his prompting and his timing. That's the important thing because his time isn't our time. He made time. Uh, Time is a construct that he made. He lives outside of that construct. And so when things don't happen when we think they should, that's no reason to grab the reins. Like Abram, Abram, as he was called before, and Sarai were not having kids anytime soon. And as time passed on, I can imagine that was fairly nerve-wracking that Abram was like, I received this promise and also not happening. This is gnarly. I'm 90. I pretty much can't even perform the functions necessary to have children. And this is going wrong. And then, of course, they try to take it into their own hands. But God's timing is not our timing. And so even if it is 100 years, even if the promises only come to pass when you're 80 or 100 years old, that's still going to be the better method as long as in the moment we keep our hearts submitted to Christ, we trust in his goodness to bring about what he has promised even if we don't see it. That's what faith is. I've said it before. It's in Hebrews 11. Faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not yet seen. It's It's keeping your heart in a tender position of trust in God's goodness. Your love endures forever. It says it a bajillion times in all of the Psalms. Just having that position is going to give us personally peace in our hearts and... um, and it won't necessarily give us, you know, comfort and blessing in this life, blah, blah, blah. In this world, you will have troubles. That's definitely uh, scripture as well. But it will give us confidence in our heart position. And from there, there will be peace that passes understanding beyond our circumstance, beyond the chaos of what we're put into. And so that was what I wanted to communicate was that during this time of routines falling out and things going wrong, it's easy to try to take things into our own hands and to move our hearts away from submission to Christ in, a, in order to take back control of some kind. But we, we actually need to do the opposite. We need to lean in, trusting in his goodness and knowing that he is going to bring about his promises in his timing. And we know that his ways are higher than our ways and they are good and they are better for us than what we could try to engineer for ourselves. And if we do step into the method of control, we could end up creating some of our own uh, greatest obstacles, just like Abram did with Ishmael. And uh, yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. That's all I have to say. I hope this was helpful to you. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, I have an email. It is uh, thecricketandtheking at gmail.com. If you have questions, concerns, crises, tumors, anything, if you want prayer, uh, I'd be happy to hear from you guys. Criticism even. I'd really like to know how to improve the show. Um, Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you next time about whatever God puts on my heart. Have a great day, evening, night, morning, whatever time it happens to be that you're listening to this. Bye.